today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. You know, it's amazing. It seems, you know, we hear so much about technology and many times people say uh, technology far outpaces society and then eventually we catch up. I guess this is another one of those situations where society is catching up to the technology. How do we use robots here? How are they of, of, of value here? So you can imagine that, you know, there's hundreds and thou- or even thousands of samples that are coming every every day into the, you know, the, the clinical laboratory here, and um, they need to be tested. And that involves taking a sample from those tubes and putting it through a process that, you know, gives us, um, you know, sample at the end that we can go on and, you know, set up these reactions to detect it. And with that, you, you can imagine there's, at a certain point, we can't just, we can't keep up with it. Um, these robots are essentially doing the exact same things that, you know, people would be doing, but in an automated system that, you know, is, you know, programmed to do a certain thing over and over and over and over again and be able to keep up with the large numbers of samples that are being, you know, coming into the labs. So what would this look like? I mean, you know, I'm just imagining a laboratory filled with robots. I mean, how uh, obviously this is all part of the process, like it is through, you know, in lots of industry, I guess, throughout society. But what would this physically look like? Yeah, so um, in something like, you know, this scenario, the, the, the samples that are coming into the laboratory are, you know, are still infectious and have a chance to, uh, could actually uh, in, infect people if, they, if they're not contained properly. So the, the process that uh, we've helped uh, the, the clinical laboratory here implement involves kind of a, a two-stage setup where the uh, samples come in uh, and then they go into a, a biosafety cabinet where we can, you know, um, safely handle these samples. And then there's an instrument in there that will um, go to each of the tubes and take a sample from each of those and inactivate it for us. So that does a lot of like the upfront processing of it. And this is a, you know, a small um, a six foot uh, biosafety hood, and it's a smaller little robot that's in there that's processing them. And then there's outside, once the sample is inactivated and safe to use, there's a, another instrument that's probably the size of a, a pretty reasonable, uh, you know, filing cabinet um, on the bench um, that will then take that and then process the, the rest of the sample, and it will be able to do it. Well, it's doing about 96 samples in about uh, 90 minutes right now. So is this um, just a more efficient way of doing it from a safety and infection standpoint, or is this more accurate and faster? Is it, is it more a safety issue first? Um, it, it's a uh, it's a bit of both, um, and you know the the at a certain point, like I say, there there's so many samples that people can't keep up with it, um, and so it's a way to uh, address the problem to be able to do it efficiently and safely, and that's kind of the way that the. Uh, why we've been working from the research point of view uh, with the uh, clinical laboratory to um, help them implement these things so that they can keep up with the demands that they have for all the testing that they need to to do. I'm sure uh, in the circles that you travel, this is the way things are done. But man, this is just incredible to to think we have come this far. Do you ever just stand back and and, and just shake your head at, at what we can do now? Um, it's, it's kind of incredible uh, how uh, much we can do with uh, kind of uh, 
automation and stuff and it's going to be really fascinating over the uh, next uh, few months and even years to uh, look at how the role of um, uh, automation and diagnostics in you know clinical laboratories and also outside of them in the uh, point of care and at the bedside how all this is all going to play together and how we're going to you know hopefully be able to not only just address this problem but be ready for any potential you know future pandemics that uh, could arise. How much has COVID-19 sped up a lot of this research? Um, a lot. Um, it, it, it's one of the things in the research world um, that we, uh, I, we try to strive for is um, doing translational research. So, you know, looking at a clinical problem, bringing it back to the, the research lab, coming up with a solution, and then translating it back to have that uh, clinical, you know, impact. And I think this has been kind of the epitome of you know, translational research, uh, working in the, the research lab, seeing that we need to help increase the, the scale of testing that's going on, and then working with the clinical lab to implement it. And that, you know, uh, closed loop that we have here um, is something that I think going forward is going to be exceedingly important. And we started to help other laboratories, you know, across Canada um, uh, implement the things that we've been working on in our laboratory. Dr. David Bueller has been with us, Research Institute of St. Joe's Hamilton. Scientists at St. Joseph's Healthcare are leading the race to scale up testing of COVID-19 using robots. David, thanks so much for the, uh, for the time and explanation. Much appreciated. Good luck and be well. No problem. Have a great day. You too. Models out of the Ontario government say we're flattening the curve. We'll get a transa- uh, translation when we return. You're listening to the Scott Thompson Show podcast on 900 CHML.